The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And Jesus said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. In that same hour he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I thank thee, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to babes. Yea, Father, for such was thy gracious will. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then turning to the disciples, he said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. The Gospel of the Lord. I think it's uh, beautiful that the uh, Ferrier readings kind of also uh, give us uh, an insight as well to the memorial that we celebrate today, uh, this wonderful feast of Our Lady of the Rosary and the beautiful gift that has been given uh, by heaven to us in the rosary, this wonderful uh, weapon of protection, this wonderful guide of insight and understanding, this wonderful power of assistance and grace, uh, this uh, instrument, this this thing which we can use by which we can then obtain so many gifts and graces from heaven. Uh, it is a gift containing gifts, right? It is uh, a gift that just keeps opening itself and giving to us more and more and more. The more we are uh, devoted uh, to the rosary, to Our Lady, and to the pursuit of uh, union with her Son by means of this wonderful gift. And so what we see then in the readings for today, um, it says, the seventy returned with joy, saying. So remember, the Lord had sent them out away from him, sent them ahead of his face that they might prepare the way before him. And he sends them out in order to preach. And so he says, whatever house you go into, say first, peace be to this house. And then we see that what he does, he not only tells them what to say, but their own words then become infused with the same power of Christ's words. So he shows that he is able to mediate his power through human instruments. And he is giving an example through what he is doing uh, for what he will do in his church, that the church will truly be an instrument of the power of God. And we see already in the gospel that the Lord wants and wills to do this, to work through human instruments with his power. Uh, and we see it is not only with regards to preaching and teaching, that the words that the church teaches and uses also contain within them the very power of Christ. This is made completely manifest and perfectly manifest for us uh, in the sacraments, where the very words convey also uh, in the sacrament 
that power, right? The words are necessary for the sacraments in order for there to be uh, this transforming power of divine grace so that the sacraments actually become the source of what they signify, right? The sources of the grace that they signify. And so we can see that the disciples have been sent out so that their words contain this power. But not only that, they have also this authority over evil. They also have power to heal everything. The Lord gives himself completely to his apostles in his power, in his wisdom, in his understanding. And now he works through them freely. He works through them freely. They go out to accomplish his will. And now what happens is they return to him rejoicing. They rejoice because they know that this has not come from themselves, but God himself is working through them. And so they come back filled with joy, seeing that what used to be something terrifying to them, imagine all the experience that they would have had previous to this, especially in uh, those days. We read from the gospel passages throughout the gospels. You see the abundance of possession and affliction by means of evil spirits. This would have been something that tormented God's people for so long. And now all of a sudden, all they have to do is go out and say the name of Jesus and all of hell flees from them. All of that power pulls back from them. And so you can imagine this spirit of rejoicing in their souls as now they see the power um, of Christ's holy name, the holy name of Jesus. And so they come back in joy, rejoicing, and they say, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And the Lord, he kind of he accepts that they are rejoicing in this, but their rejoicing is not yet as high in terms of its object as it should be. So he is saying, don't, be, don't rejoice in the fact that you might be over other creatures or other creatures are subject to you. Rather rejoice in the fact that you are subject to God. Keep always your focus on the Heavenly Father. Focus on the fact that your names are written in heaven. That's the goal. That's what we want. And we want to draw as many as we can to conversion. That should be what causes rejoicing in us. We don't rejoice in the fall of God's creatures because he does not rejoice in the fall of his creatures. Even the demons, he doesn't rejoice in the fact that they fell from him. Obviously not. And so what the Lord says is he speaks of the fall of not only the demons but the prince of demons. He says, I saw fall, Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I saw this fall, but he doesn't rejoice in that. He, what he rejoices in, we see, he says, in that same hour, he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit, and he says, I thank thee, Father. He rejoices in the Heavenly Father. And so he teaches us the things that we should have joy in, the things that we should seek. And so what he says to his disciples, yes, I saw Satan falling like lightning from heaven, and behold, I have given you this authority. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this. So they have this true authority. Um, they have this power that goes with them, with the holy name of Jesus, also by his will and by his command. But I think what's also interesting, especially given what we celebrate today, is the, uh, the opposite extremes that exist, or the enmity, as Scripture calls it, that exists between Satan and between Our Lady. And so what we see in Satan is God's creature, the highest of his creatures, uh, Lucifer, the angel of light, we see that in pride, what happens? He loses that position that he had uh, by his creation. So creation created as the highest, he then falls to the lowest point. But then in Our Lady, we see almost the opposite. She is created in the lowest. She is his humble handmaid. And yet through her humility, it is the opposite, the complete reverse. She is elevated then 
to the highest. And so she becomes the queen of heaven and earth. Uh, and so she, in a certain sense, she takes up uh, this place of high dignity with regards to God's creatures because of her humility. And so there is this enmity which exists between them. And so through the rosary, what we do is we put ourselves on the right side of that battle, right? We put our size, our, ourselves with Our Lady. And so the rosary is the weapon of the humble, the weapon of the humble. It is that by which so much can be achieved. It is also that by which God's victory can be won. And so we celebrate today that wonderful mystery of the gift that has been given to us. One last point as well, just with regards to the protection of the rosary in individual human lives. Uh, St. Louis-Marie de Montfort, who wrote so beautifully on the rosary, he says that the rosary and mortal sin cannot exist in one person's life at the same time. So what he means is that if you take up the rosary and if you are dedicated to it, eventually all that is evil, all that is sinful will slowly be uh, driven out from your life. But the opposite is also true. If we give up that protection of Our Lady, if we give up uh, the beautiful graces that come through the rosary, then slowly sin often creeps back into someone's life. And so I think today is a good day if we have maybe lost the habit of praying the rosary to decide again, to take it back up into our life on a daily basis. And through that beautiful mystery of grace that comes to us through the, through the rosary, to be protected and defended by God, but also to be led deeply into the mysteries of Christ, to come to know the Son, who is the one who then reveals to us the Father. And so as we come to know Christ more, we come to know the Father more, and we become these childlike ones in whom the Lord rejoices. Amen.